0: Hello, and welcome to the final episode of 2023. I can't believe it's been an entire year since starting this journey of podcasting, something I've always really wanted to do. Um, If you're new to the podcast, Don't Take It On is all about harnessing the power behind the simple phrase don't take it on. I share lessons I've learned by applying this principle to different areas of my life in an effort to spread the good word of taking a step back and choosing how we react to different situations. In this episode, I'm going to be reflecting on the last year, sharing some of my favorites and best ofs in different categories as a way to look at the resolutions that I've accomplished this year and as a way to inform the goals and resolutions I set for 2024. My very first episode of the podcast was all about New Year's resolutions I shared a few tips that helped me stick to my goals over the years and what I specifically wanted to accomplish in 2023. I actually just re-listened to that episode and it was really eye-opening to hear what, um, where I was at at that point in time and how I've actually changed my process um, with setting goals and what I want to do in this next year. So let's dive into this 2023 roundup as I review the last year in an effort to inform my goals for 2023. First up, I wanted to kind of explain the goal setting process that has worked for me over the last few years and actually share the ways in which that I didn't really stick to it this past year. Um, so I know a lot of people want to have their resolutions kind of set by January 1st, and I think that can work for some people, but with the holidays and work wrapping up at the end of the year, I actually find it more helpful to take the entire month of January to do some self-reflection, maybe read a self-help book or an inspiring book And then settle into my resolutions a little bit more organically. I think taking more time to really go deep with yourself can allow you to make more meaningful goals. Instead of falling into the typical goals like drink more water, get more sleep, exercise, which are all good things. But I think taking that extra time allows you to Capitalize on the collective subconscious of a fresh start with the new year, while also taking off the added pressure of failing by January 2nd. So the way I set up my resolutions or goals is breaking things down into topics and subtopics. I look at different categories in my life and create big buckets that I can then go off of to create more smaller, detailed and thoughtful goals within those larger categories. So, for example, work might be a larger topic and getting a promotion or getting a title change or getting a new career um, would be your subtopic. So in addition to breaking my goals down into the topics and subtopics, last year I talked a lot about my monthly reflections. So that's where I would revisit my list of goals or resolutions and physically write out what I've done to move forward with that goal or the reason that I haven't actually been inspired to touch that goal yet. This was a really great way for me to keep my resolutions in the forefront of my mind throughout the year and kind of slowly chip away at different goals. And, um, this is actually the thing that I did not stick to in 2023. So in 2022, I was pretty good. Um, it wasn't really monthly reflections it was more like a bi-monthly reflection, which I think is fine too. Um, but I didn't do a single one. And to be honest, I haven't actually looked back at the list that I wrote, um, since sitting down to kind of outline this podcast. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think there are, uh, couple of reasons that I can pinpoint as to why I didn't do my monthly reflections. And one of that is that I was super focused on some career goals and I was constantly checking in on those at work. Um, and I was able to achieve some of those goals. Um, and that just took a lot of focus. And then another reason that I probably wasn't really inspired to do the monthly reflections is because I was doing weekly or bi-weekly therapy this year. Um, So I was checking in with myself and my emotions and things going on in my life on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. And I think subconsciously, I just didn't really have the capacity to reflect any further on, you know that list that I had created. So, I think this is a perfect example of when don't take it on is at its finest. Um and it's a beautiful thing that I did this kind of without even thinking about it, but I, you know, didn't take it on, um but I was taking it on in other areas and I think that's really important to kind of readjust and take things off of your plate if you're already really focused in another area. It's sort of magical that some of my resolutions were accomplished without me actually having looked at that list because I think I knew so deeply in my bones what I wanted and why I wanted it. So that kind of encompasses a lot just to kind of summarize taking the whole month of January to really reflect and dig deep on what you really, really want to accomplish um, is going to allow you a little bit more flexibility and reflection to kind of know yourself. And then, you know, if you do those monthly reflections or some sort of reflection, it can help you kind of chip away at that. Um, but of course, being able to pivot and be flexible with those goals is, uh, you know, don't take it on at its finest. So what were some of my resolutions last year and did I accomplish them? I have my list right here and I'm going to kind of read off some of the high highlights that I can expand on a little bit, um, and also share some of those topics and subtopics to kind of have that as an example. Um, so the larger topics that I had was books, work, education, fitness, time or time spent relationships and self. So those were my larger topics. Um, and then I had, you know, either one or multiple subtopics, um, within those that had a little bit more specific goals. So just for example, on like the self bucket or self topic, um, I really wanted to find a therapist, um, and start doing uh, therapy, which I hadn't done and probably had needed to do for years now. At this point, I tried a little bit during COVID and didn't we all, but, um, I just really wanted to focus on some things. And I actually ended up doing that and starting it in a, I think it was probably end of March, early April. And I really stuck to weekly or biweekly appointments for the entire year, um, and I might touch on that a little bit later. Um, but but that was um, that was really great. And then um, for books, I always kind of set a reading goal and try to at least read twenty books in a year. I did exceed my goal, um, and uh, you know it's always great to kind of look back on the books that I read. But another goal within the books category was to read authors with a more diverse background. Um, You know, I think in the publishing world, uh, a lot of it is whitewashed. So I really wanted to set an intention to um, read books from authors with diverse backgrounds and from diverse perspectives that I might not normally have picked up if I was just going off of like the top most popular books because the publishing world (laughs) is what it is. Um, for fitness, I had, um, I wanted to do a half marathon and I actually ended up running two half marathons, which was, um, kind of a surprise. Um, but that felt really good. And now, honestly, this year. I don't want to run any. I did too. And I'm kind of done for a minute. Um, But that that was cool to kind of look back on. And then, you know, of course, with work, you know, getting a promotion or, um, you know, just making steps forward to continue to grow and climb the ladder. Um, but also keeping my resume and LinkedIn updated. I think that's always really important, especially as you achieve your goals. Um, it's easier to just keep things updated slowly rather than having to look back, you know, two years, you haven't touched either of those. Um, it can feel a little bit more daunting. Um, and then for relationships, I wanted to, you know, text my family more. We have a group Snapchat, family Snapchat account that we kind of share things on. So, um, I think I really... Uh, did that. I made a lot of trips out to see my sister. I hosted my um, my sister and her husband. I hosted my dad, my mom. So um, I really think I was able to kind of step in and deepen some of those relationships that I hadn't before due to other stressors in my life. Now, some of those resolutions I have probably had on my list before, maybe even for years, like I said with having a reading goal. I've always had a reading goal for years now at this point. Um, but some of them were newer. Um, some of them were repeats and it's really interesting to kind of see how the outcome is different, um, for the same goal over time. So I can look back on, you know, my goal last year was to read 20 books and I ended up reading 33 books. This year, my goal was to read 20 books and I've read about 25. So even though those were the same goal, they had very different outcomes and I can actually look back and say, yeah... You know, in 2022, I was finding all these fantastic books and I was reading so fast and I, you know, was really excited about the books and the authors that I had discovered. And I can definitely say the same for this year, but it just wasn't at the same volume. Um, And I did have a couple periods of time where I just wasn't really inspired to read. Um, So it's reflected in the actual outcome, but I still achieved that goal. So that can be something interesting too, is, you know, if you kind of set similar resolutions um, is to, to kind of look back and see, you know, from year to year, how did the outcome change and how did it stay the same? So let's pivot to something a little bit lighter and more fun. Um, which is where I'm going to share my top picks for some of my subcategories and some outside of those subcategories. All right, let's dive into the best books that I read this year. Like I was just saying, uh, you know, I struggled a little bit finding books this year compared to last year, but I still did really enjoy a lot of what I read, um, and wanted to share my highlights. Um, so I got on around Halloween time. I got on a Riley Sager kick. Um, they have a handful of thriller, mystery, suspense books, and I read, you know, back to back multiple, and I'm probably, uh, by the end of this year, going to have read every single book that they've written. Um, But they're really good if you like that kind of thing, like thrillers, mysteries. I had a great level of suspense without being too scary um, because I read most often right before bed and, you know, definitely enjoyed the books and was enthralled but wasn't too scared to go to bed. Um, Some other top books that I read was Moonrise over New Jessup. Um, This is about a black woman doing whatever it takes to protect all she loves at the beginning of the civil rights movement in Alabama. Beautifully written, really amazing story. um, And I highly recommend if you kind of like historical fiction. Another historical fiction um, was The Marriage Portrait. Um, this is a story uh, about a portrait of a captivating young duchess as she makes her way in a troubled court. If you like royal period pieces um, like Bridgerton-esque, I think you'd really, really enjoy this book. I, I really, really loved it. Um, another top was Yellow Face. This is about a stolen, unpublished manuscript that plays with dark humor and deadly consequences. Um, This was really great, set more in modern time, um, really kind of psychological, um, really makes you think and also highlights um, some of the very real issues in the publishing industry when it comes to racism. And then I'm actually currently reading and loving Did You Hear About Kitty Carr. Um, This, and I only have like 50 pages left. I really, really love this one. This is a multi-generational saga that traverses the glamour of old Hollywood and the seductive draw of modern day showbiz with a nuanced and insightful look at family, race, and gender in the 1950s and 60s. I love, um, you know, all of this, it's kind of going between two different time periods, fifties and sixties, and then 2017. Um, so you get two different perspectives and, uh, just really, really interesting thought provoking story. Um, so those are my recommendations. I could probably give a ton more. Um, but those were my top books this year. Next up, top music. Um, and of course has to go to Taylor Swift. Um, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. The Eras tour really dominated, uh, you know, TikTok for months for me. That was all I was seeing on my feed. Um, and it's been really exciting to have her in Kansas city where I am with, uh, Travis and the whole romance kind of unfolding basically down the street. Um, so that's been really fun. And with the new releases and the newest albums, uh, you know, Taylor Swift has definitely kind of been the top for me this year. Next up is podcasts and, you know, I probably can't say my own podcast, but of course it's been really exciting for me to release episodes over this last year. So thank you so much for listening. But other podcasts I've really enjoyed, um, I probably about halfway through the year discovered The Toast. Um, it's a daily pop culture podcast um, and being in the social media world for my job, it is nice to kind of have a little bit of knowledge on pop culture moments, kind of what's happening. Um, they do really good roundup of like the top five pop culture stories. They're really funny. Um, but then they also talk a little bit about their life and their lives are really interesting too. So, um, that's nice. You know, if I have a commute, um, because they have episodes Monday through Friday, it's, it's nice to have them kind of in my back pocket to, to pop on while I'm driving. Um, another podcast I really have enjoyed, um, is the dream. And this year they released their third season all about the life coaching industry. Um, so Jane Marie is the host. She does a fantastic job reporting on the inner workings of MLMs and the wellness industry. And, um, this season was about scam coaching programs. Um, so really highly recommend that podcast every season but this year was the uh life coaching season and then lastly i also really like what we said um just kind of a uh very simple light um podcast that has some kind of inspiration um and they also talk about like pop culture and things like that so um just just a really nice light uh light podcast to turn on. All right. Next up is top shows. I really enjoyed severance. Um, severance is a science fiction, psychological thriller, um, about a fictional corporation that performs this severance procedure to employees, which basically removes their ability to remember their non-work memories when they're at work. And removes their ability to remember their work memories when they're outside of work. Um, It was really, really good. And I'm crossing my fingers and toes that a season two comes out, but I'm not sure if it will. (laughs) Um, Another one I really enjoyed was Silo. Um, another science fiction dystopian drama um, about a future where a community exists in a giant underground silo comprising of 144 levels. Um, It's actually based on a series of books. Um, I really enjoyed this show. I thought the acting was fantastic. And because I hadn't, I didn't read the books first, every episode I was on the edge of my seat. Similarly, I really enjoyed 1899. Um, That one was a period master science fiction television series. Um, and I really think if you liked the movie Inception, you will love this series. And last up, very different but also not really that different, um, is Sanderton. Um, this is a British historical drama adapted from an unpublished Jane Austen novel. Um, so think Pride and Prejudice, Bridgerton, um, but not as, uh, raunchy, um, or Gilded Age-esque. Really, really great, um, I think must have been season two or three came out. So whatever the most recent season is, uh, watch that one. But when I was putting this list together, I was like, wow, I like, I guess in my show, show category, I really like science fiction, (laughs) um, which I probably wouldn't have pinpointed unless I made this list. So And then last category for my best ofs, top movies, I only have two to mention. Um, One is Misery from 1990. This is a psychological thriller based on a Stephen King novel. Um, I'm sure most people have seen this, but I watched it for the first time and I absolutely loved it. The acting is fantastic. And then the next movie I have is Tar, which is a, another psychological thriller about a world-renowned conductor facing accusations of misconduct. Again, this is this came out a couple years ago. I was watching it for the first time. I really, really enjoyed it. The acting was great. The story was interesting um, and kept me on the edge of my seat. Again, putting this list together, psychological thrillers are what I gravitate towards. So those were my top picks for the year and I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but I hope you found um, any of these uh, interesting and maybe you'll check them out and enjoy them just as much as I have. Now I'd like to briefly touch on some lessons and goals I'm going to be bringing into the new year after reflecting on how this last year went for me. So Looking back, I can pinpoint two major themes over the last year, one being a just-do-it attitude or a say-yes-to-everything attitude. I think I did a really good job challenging myself to say yes to some things that I would normally say no to. And those yeses have in turn brought me a lot of joy and deeper connection. So I definitely want to keep that momentum going into the new year and apply it even more. The second major theme I can pinpoint would be um, that I went really deep in my emotions and trying to understand myself. Um, you know, and this was done through therapy. I did a lot of emotional work over the last year, um, and I'm grateful for it. But at the same time, I'm also a little bit tired, um, and burnt out from, from all the work that I did. So, uh, you know, in this next year, I really want to take some time to kind of sit, um, and reflect on some of the emotional excavation that I did, um, in an effort to feel a little bit more balanced and calm. I've actually had a blast putting together this episode. It's been a fun exercise to really think back, think back on this past year, revisit some of my goals and look toward the new year. I hope you found some of my tips um, from the top of the episode helpful and I'm wishing you all the best in the new year. If you check out anything from my best of list in those different categories, um, you know I hope you like what you end up exploring. I will see you soon for season two of the don't take it on podcast. You can find me on Instagram and threads and don't hesitate to email don't take it on podcast at gmail.com with any topic suggestions and feedback. Thanks for listening.